Well, Flames fans, you asked for it and you got it. The Flames have announced a new GM and it's none other than number 24 or number 22, whichever area you wish. It's Craig Conroy. Dylan and Chris, we're going to talk about it. Armchair GM Podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, we've got a new GM, and just as has been reported on all weekend and pretty much predicted by 90% of the hockey world for the last couple months, it is Craig Conroy. Um, At first, I was quite skeptical of it because the way I looked at it was um, he learned, he spent nine years learning under tree living and tree living took us one step forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, three steps back, and then left. So <laughs> here's the bag. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Good luck with all these no moves. So I was hoping for a f- completely fresh set of eyes, but after the press conference, I'm, a lot more at the press conference and the flames talk um, interview afterwards. I'm a lot more positive about it than I was. I'm a lot more optimistic about it than I was. If literally any of this isn't just lip service, then I think a lot of us are going to be happy, even if any of it isn't lip service. So um, we'll get into it a little bit. I know you haven't had the chance to actually, uh, uh, listen to the to the press conference yet because you were working right I was busy 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 day but we we felt we needed to do a quick uh, podcast and get this GM conversation well put to rest for now um, absolutely you know he, there won't be anything that he'll be doing over the next you know couple of weeks anyways but uh, leading into the draft I've I've got some some high hopes as far as the draft goes when it comes to Craig. He's he's a pretty good there's a pretty good eye for uh for talent. I'll I'll give him that for sure. I agree. Um I know one of if it wasn't our last episode or the episode before that when we uh, quickly discussed kind of GM uh, uh potential for for different people we did touch on Craig Conroy slightly. Um he's he's a super likable guy um and i just really really hope that he's got that that fierce gm mentality that that is going to need to be uh the case here when you're trying to clean up a what i call a mess right it it really is he's he's got a lot a lot of work ahead of him i don't envy what he's about to go through um but i feel like he's the the type of type of person i almost said player (laughs) i feel like he's the type of person that can not get too stressed out about it and and roll with it and, and hopefully get it figured out. So I will give him uh the time that it that I think it it takes for him to achieve what needs to be done without criticizing him for now. And I will hope for the best. I'm I'm optimistic with the choice and we'll uh we'll we'll go there. Yeah I'm uh I'm pretty much at the same the same spot like I know that often in these press conferences and stuff like that, there is at least a little bit of lip service. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He, he has it, a fan base to appease, right? Cause I mean, there, there's a big, big chunk of this fan base that yeah. is, that is fed up yeah. and, and wants change. So, and, and Mr. Steinberg asked him uh, <clears throat> in the, after the press conference interview he had with him um, about he, you know, he said lots of people on on the text line there were kind of frustrated and wondering about, you know, if he's got that, uh, you know, cutthroat or um, the ability to make the hard decisions. And, and he spoke on that uh, quite candidly. And he said, uh, um, <laughs> he actually said he's 
he often feels bad about it because he's he has to take that part of himself home and right. and uh, often his his family kind of had to deal with a little bit of that um but, but i feel like the tough parts of conroy is like the the nicest part of chris yeah so <laughs> i was gonna say ooh, tough conroy. <laughs> I know, i'm terrified right <laughs> Um, I, I would just like to, to say just real quick before we get too far away and, and it goes unnoticed, um, Mr. Steinberg, is that, is that what we're going with? Uh, I just, Mr. Steinberg, you sure Mr. it's not, damn it, Steinberg, you know, not that. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, sometimes it's Steinberg, sometimes it's Pat, sometimes it's go fuck yourself, you fucking Homer, but you know. <laughs> Is what it is. <laughs> Mr. Steinberg. I always laugh when people call him a homer on a fucking right. show called Flames Talk. <laughs> I guess that's half his job. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I call him a homer on the Fan 960, which yeah. just happens to be a local radio show, not yeah. necessarily Flames Talk. So yeah, that's my defense in that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's get into it a little bit. So, almost all of what he said was positive. One of the first things that came out of his mouth was asset management. Interesting concept. I like it. Interesting concept. He's been obviously reading what fans or listening to what fans have been saying because that is absolutely one of the biggest things that that we hear <laughs> yeah um so that that's interesting um and he came right out and said the Gaudreau situation taught him a big lesson good uh which is obviously really good and he said that can never happen again which is blatantly obvious is he reading my thoughts again <laughs> i know right <laughs> like, I, I swear to god chris <laughs> I know you haven't heard any of what he said, really, but like so much of this is exactly what you want to hear. And I'm curious how much of it's what we want to hear and how much of it is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. So so he said that and that's a really positive sign, especially in combination with, um, you know, he mentioned he wants to build through the draft. And he mentioned Tampa Bay and how they've got a bunch of drafted core pieces yep. and they've kind of traded and, and um, signed free agents around the core pieces. It's been, you know, if, if you look at, at them, they've got, you know, the Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, uh, Hedman, Vasilevsky, like all those are their drafted players. Yeah. Um. And then they've traded and signed for, you know, Coleman, for instance, and Barkley Goudreau and and all and like, you know, the bottom of the lineup guys. And, you know, I guess they traded for Sergachev, but he's and he's become a core piece. And, you know, they've traded, but they've kept the core of the team around. Yeah, um, that's 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 a really good concept. And I I mean, for me, that suggests that our scouting team has been subpar. When you I mean, at- a lot of those guys, like Point was a low round pick, but like Hedman was a first round high draft pick, mm-hmm. you know, and so was Stamkos, I think was first overall. Um, but, and Vasilevsky was a high first rounder too, I believe. I'd have to look that up. I'm pretty sure he was a high first rounder, but uh, yeah. I could be totally wrong on that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you look at some of our, you know, first rounders. I mean, not, not. I mean, they're they've been good players. They're just not here anymore. They're just not here anymore, and and I think that that that's why I say the building through the draft and the asset management in mm-hmm. combination. If if those again, if those things are in lip service, that's a huge positive 
to actually hear a GM talk about because we yeah. haven't really heard a lot about that in the past. And instead we've just heard about, um, you know, boohoo, this is horrible. We've lost everything in one yeah. summer. This really sucks. And it's like, well, it's yeah. kind of your own fucking fault. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That's <laughs> kind of what happens when you have a player that you're telling everybody you want to build a team around. Some might call him a franchise type player and you offer him a fucking bridge deal. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. I don't, yeah. I don't, I honestly don't think he would have stayed any either, either way other than being tied into a contract, but I, I think, think he would have stayed for at least the next few years. And I think that, um, I mean, just because he was tied into the contract, mm-hmm. uh, Kachuk that is, but I also think that, you know, Southern not being here. I, I do think that, I think that the whole Southern thing just didn't make, Somehow getting 104 points wasn't fun for him. Somehow getting 115 points wasn't fun for Gaudreau. Yeah, you know, I mean, I that, mean, it, that's it a clearly small wasn't... part of the reasons they left. But yeah, for sure, like it clearly wasn't the team to bring Sutter into. I mean, we we said it right away that it's not really a Sutter style of a player mm-hmm. or any of them, right? I mean, but I mean that being said, Sutter was able to produce five or six different career, career seasons. seasons from players. So I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he, he would get the best out of a lot of guys. They just, just didn't necessarily like his antics and how they had to go about to get those, those, uh, those numbers. Right. But absolutely. And so I, th- those are two of the things I, I like the first two things I really took out of the press conference and, and, um, the interview and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think there, there's a, there's a few other things he said. He said um, uh, he's going to leave roster spots open for young players, which for me is good. But also, what if they're not ready? Then you just have an empty roster spot. Yeah, but I mean, I. I think that we feel as a as a fan base that we have at least two 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 or three players that should be ready to go and if they're not ready to go yet then they're potentially never going to be yeah um you know one of one of the things i did read a, a quick little thing on on phillips and how uh how he wants to be playing in the nhl next year but didn't say it wasn't going to be for the flames you know, didn't yeah. say anything like that. Not tipping but, his hand, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I mean, I he's one of the players that I don't feel is NHL, NHL caliber. Player. But you know, we'll see, right? We'll see. Um, but but we do have Connery guys like also Zari and, drafted him. That's true. Right. So yeah, I, see. That, I feel like there's more of a chance of him getting it getting at least a chance if if he is re-signed. I think there's more of a chance of him getting re-signed for those those of you that, you know, mm-hmm. want to see that. I I personally couldn't and really care less. I I couldn't either. But I guess it really comes down to who they end up selecting as the coach, right? I mean, certain coaches can bring the best out of uh, players. You know, obviously Phillips being in a defensive first um, system isn't going to work with a his frame his abilities and and what he's always been as a as a player so i mean with with sutter still here he would never have fit into that at all but who knows See, maybe with a different coach he he does fit into it i mean it, it's possible my thing is 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 that phillips game his his whole play style is battle in front of the net mm-hmm. and battle in the corners which is good but when you're an under like a massively undersized player in um that's that's kind of a weird way to put it massively undersized but uh in in the NHL it doesn't really work that well most of the time if you look at players like Johnny Gaudreau or or Marty St. Louis or whatever mm-hmm. um they're 
games are elusive, avoiding contact, um, offensively and you know, offensively skilled games. Whereas Phillips is trying to get in front of the net and tip pucks and, and get rebounds. And while that works for some players, it works for Joe Pavelski, who's you know six <laughs> one. You know, it yeah. works for Matthew Kachuk, who's six three, I think. You know. Um, well, that's right. Bigger frame, you know, more more mass on them as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what like, what do I we feel... think? Phillips weighs like one hundred and forty eight pounds. Yeah, like, and he's five seven, I think. He's small, right? And again, I just don't think that that game works for small guys in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I heard this thing about Kaylor Yamamoto the other day. From the from the Oilers, where apparently he said he gets hit in the head every game, and not because people are trying to, just because that's where their elbows are naturally. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's Phillips is five seven and one hundred and forty pounds, according to uh, Archie DB. Yeah, like he's going like wow. Yeah, net yeah. front battles. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. bud. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get in there. I, I wish, I wish you there. luck. I wish you luck on a different team. There's not. Yeah. That's not going to work here. <laughs> exactly. It um, wouldn't even work in the East. No, exactly. But like I said, I think that like there's going to be room. Like Connery said, there's going to be room on the roster for. You no, know, Walker Dewar is probably going to get a full time job. You'd assume probably Pelchier is going to get a full time job. Zeri's going to get a look, at the very least. Yeah. Um, maybe Emilio P- Patterson. He's looked really good in the in the AHL. You know, a, cu- a couple of other players who are knocking on the door and look like they could be close. Mm-hmm. Would you know? And I feel yeah. like that's something this team needs in order to attract players is to prove that opportunities are at the very least given. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you, you need to give them the opportunity to, to, to get forth. But then from that point, it's up to the player to, to grab it too. Right. Yeah. Is absolutely. I mean, we, we've you seen can't that. just give, give a player who's not earning it the spot. That's right. Right, hundred percent. That that's that happens to to a bunch of veterans. Honestly, this uh, this past season that didn't maybe deserve the spot they were in for for the whole season or whatever, and and, and that and it's so weird saying this, but that bred a bad culture in in a southern system, which which is weird to me because. Southern's whole thing has always been, and it generally has been like this. You know, if you earn it, it's yours. Yeah. But he kind of didn't do that this past season, which is why he's not with us anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, that's partially. that's it, right? That's partially for sure. Yeah. And um, and who who was the um player that came over in in the uh Uyghur Huberto trade? Schwint. Schwint, right? Yeah, he's yeah, he's Cole been Schwint. pretty good too. That's right. And um, you know, maybe this is the the season that he's given a, a chance at uh at camp and and see if he can uh pull something out of it cuz he he was interesting to me when when we first made that trade last year. He was one of the pieces that I thought would actually develop into something, but I sure didn't hear much of him uh playing for the Wranglers. I I actually did. I think he kind of he he got better throughout the season. Um, but I I also listened to most of the Wranglers' playoff games, mm. and he seemed to really be catching his his stride in the playoffs. In 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 the last three or four games, he he actually did pretty good. Nice. Um, when other guys on the team weren't doing so great. Um, yeah, really, really good series honestly like really tight series that it was uh, um, that last one the yeah against Coachella Valley yeah there was a three overtime game I think game one it was really good yeah. um 
So one other thing I, I have down here that I know you're going to really enjoy is we will have a captain next year, period. Well, fucking hallelujah. Yeah. Like, he said he really didn't agree with how there wasn't a captain. He really um said I suppose it, it obviously wasn't his his choice and he voiced it and, and it never happened, but it it's going to happen. He said we're gonna have a, a captain for next season. So I mean he he would be that that person that would have a problem with it, right? I yeah. mean look look at him giving it over to to to, to uh Jerome, right? He literally he, saw that there was a captain better suited yeah. to being a captain than him. And he was like, yeah. here you go. He knows how important that is in a locker room. Yeah. Right? I don't, I don't care how many leaders you have in the room. It's great to have them, but you need somebody with that mark. That I am the guy. Yeah. He said he was in the room a few times and, and he was hearing the players talk about not uh no maybe not agreeing with something Sutter was doing or whatever and then trying to figure out who was going to go talk to him about it and then just nobody did because right. they didn't know which of the 17 fucking alternate captains to pick <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah it, and this is what i'm talking about like he's he seems to have a really good uh, grasp and a good relationship with a lot of the players and I like that to a point but it also with the whole maybe not being cutthroat enough thing that mm -hmm. kind of worries me just based on um, you know he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's just going to go ahead and make a tough decision that's including a friend of his that's right you know I mean yeah, and that's that's one of the things, right? Being able to separate work and play. Yeah, I mean, it's good that he has a good relationship with the players. That's I I think that's that's a really good thing. But as long as he's able to recognize when to separate it, you know, because the GM doesn't need to be holding hands with with players down the down down the hallway. You know, he's still he's still in charge and needs to show that he's in charge. So as long as you know the the people st will respect him and 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 uh, a you know do as he's do do as he says right, mm -hmm. and that's Absolutely. that's 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 my that's my biggest fear because I know the the players will will like him as a you know a, in in that position but as long as it's suitable for the actual organization to 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 make some good decisions with I you know I'm, I'm on board with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so before we get into the questions he asked, uh, he was asked about, about coaching in specific and, and what, what he's looking for in the new coach. Um, I just wanted to touch on the other guys who got hired or promoted. Mm -hmm. Um, so they kept Chris Snow where, where he is and, um, on the flames talk podcast, he actually, went in into a lot of detail about what Chris Snow actually does, which I wasn't aware of. Mm. Um, I thought that basically mostly just because of his condition, I thought that he was more of a figurehead and a feel good story. Uh, but I guess he does a lot of analytics work and a lot of contract negotiations, stuff like that. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that about the contract. That's, that's kind of cool. I knew, I knew he was really good at the analytics. I did too, but I thought that since and, his condition, and, and, I, thought and that I, probably... I said was, and I meant to say is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I I I knew he was, but I didn't know he still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um. And then they they uh, promoted Pascal. I can't remember the exact um, role Pascal is is going to be in, but he's going to be with the Flames and not the Wranglers now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So does that mean does that mean we have uh, more of Cassie? Whoop whoop. I don't think she's. I I think she was told to not 
the uh, calling games that include her her husband, but that's just a rumor. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I feel like that's just a rumor. Yeah. Um, I, I think what it was was in the uh, Canadian market, she wasn't allowed to call games in which potentially Connor McDavid might be brought up. Something Isn't like he brought up in every game in the intermission? Isn't somebody always somebody yes. is always compared to Connor McDavid, even if you're the fucking Rangers playing against the Bruins? It's well, just how it is. Between Cass Cassie and uh and and uh on the Ryan Singh. Oh god. Um no uh, Kelly, Rudy. Yeah. Man alive. Just um, ask him out. Just ask him out. Get it get get it done with. Yeah. <laughs> uh and let's just talk about Dave Nonis. Uh do you know much about Dave Nonis? I don't know a ton about him. So he he's been in the past. He was the general manager, the full-on GM of a very, very, very like I don't even want to say mediocre because it was bad yeah. uh Toronto team. I yeah. and and then he was I don't know the era that he was the Canucks GM, but I wanna say it was just around the time like I, I I think it was around the time they were like making the playoffs all the time and they were like our kryptonite. Yeah. Um so like he's the good thing is that he's been a GM in a Canadian market and he talked to Pat too and I I you know, he talked a lot about wanting to be um wanting to be uh, Craig's person to talk to when it comes to being a full-time GM in a Canadian market to help him through that. Yeah. Um, even though I'm sure Craig's seen it for the last 12 years. Uh, but well, and I I'm kind of, I'm just worried because of how fucking bad that Toronto team was for how fucking long it was bad for. Well, you look at how bad it was and for how long, and you, you got, you know, you got your Dave Nonas, obviously, but then you have, you know, you had, you had Burke there during that same time, right? So, so it, he followed Burke around because he was Vancouver, Burke area, Burke area. Mm, yeah. 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 So obviously he's a Burkey guy, which makes uh, Anaheim sense. Anaheim Burke era, era too. Right. Yeah. So, so, so clearly if he's a Burke guy, then he would be a, a, uh, and, and Edwards guy as well, right? I never thought of that, but yeah, you are correct. So, I mean, yeah. As long as he doesn't get final say, as long as he's just helping with the business side of it, then yeah. then I'm okay with it. But, the, exactly. but if he gets final say in any of the hockey decisions, I'll be kind of worried. <laughs> yeah. That's how I'll say that. That makes sense. Shall we t- take a break and talk about DraftKings or? Nothing would make me happier. Oh, I know you love it. That's why you <laughs> always do the ad read. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try and be a little more Sucker. peppy, a little more peppy <laughs> this time. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. We're just a couple of short weeks away from crowning a brand new champion in the NHL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet or $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Rolling back to this uh, Dave Dave Nunes, right? I, I'm just kind of finding out that he's actually been um, brought in as the assistant GM. And according to this article, as well as the senior vice president of hockey operations, now, I mean, it see it seems like a big task, and and you did just um, remind me that you know, he does have some some background in the in the hockey market in Canada, which is great. 
Um, it'd be great to to help Craig out with that. But hasn't Craig also been doing that for the last eight years? That's why I was confused by by them <laughs> talking about that in the press conference. I was like, well, he he's been doing he's been learning that for twelve years or yeah. twenty years, if you think about it. Sure. Yeah. How long How long has Craig been? At, I mean, he was the what did, what did they give him as a title first? It wasn't, it was like assistant to the assistant. Yeah. Yeah. It was something. something ridiculous like that. It was just like, we're just going to give you a job because we like you. I think, I think what that ended up being is basically the Abbotsford Heats uh, assistant. Right. But okay. you were, you're right. It it was assistant to the assistant or whatever. <laughs> But what he his his job, I believe, was Abbotsford Heat's assistant, basically. Yeah. And then and then we we gave him the assistant role. And his main duty for his first two years was getting Gaudreau signed. And he did it, damn it. He did it. He the did it. Time. That's right. Yeah. Well, maybe Brad should have kept his mouth shut and just sent Conroy in there. Well, to be fair, Conroy 13. did say it's a done deal. Well, he probably had it done, and then fucking Brad stuck his nose in it. No, and no, no, no. You can't give him that extra 250000 Or something, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it was more because didn't didn't Guy go on that uh, interview say that it was an insulting It offer? was an insulting, yeah. That's, that's what I gather. Actually, I think his dad said that, which is hilarious. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, uh, bring that up with with Nonis because it was like, well, you know, for the Canadian market, I'm just that's confusing to me because that's all Craig has seen. I am very confused by why they felt like they needed Nonis, especially. You know what? I think I may have just put it together. I think it may be a. What's the word I'm looking for? A future fuck this is an unfortunate thing to say and a future replacement for chris snow i i think that's a horrible replacement for chris snow i i'm just saying it sounds like he's got two different completely made up positions that don't make any sense and we have somebody in a assistant GM role currently who's uh, has to go to the hospital all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, I mean, looking into the future, you need to make sure that you're, you have the pieces in place. I, I just personally, I, I think that uh, Chris Snow is, is a much smarter person in that role. Oh, I fill, fill it with a, with a Dave Nunes is, not doing the team uh, any any justice, we'll say. No, I agree. I think that'd um, be that. That was the uh, two steps back, as you brought up earlier. Yeah, and uh, making sure you have the pieces in place for the future in case. Um, doesn't sound like it's Brad Tree Living style, so let's hope that it's Craig Connery style. There you go. Um, I like that. So less, he was asked lots of lawyer. questions. Was that? It'll be less lawyer like. Yeah, it'll. I think it'll be more uh, personable. Mm. If you know I what mean, I mean. I mean, Conroy does a, a fantastic interview, and he never stops. Yeah, well, that was that was the thing. Whenever there is something that may, you know some little tidbit of information that, that uh, the fan was trying to, to trying to find out. They'd be like, well, we need to get Conroy on. He'll spill the beans. Accidentally on purpose. (laughs) They were joking about that a lot too. You know, Pat kept saying like, Oh, you know, when, when you talk and, and whatever, and then Conroy would start laughing and because he knew what he meant, right? He's like, Oh, you know, yes, I, I, I talk too much. And, you know, I, I think Pat also told a little story about, you know, whenever anybody in uh, in the hockey operations sees Conroy in the hallway, they 
have to walk a little faster or whatever so, so they don't get stopped for half an hour <laughs> but like it's um, that's funny it's, it's funny because it's true right yeah yeah and that that's paraphrasing the story anyways um he was asked about what he wants in a coach uh first of all he said that's not his first order of business interesting because there is scouting meetings for three straight days. Three whole days, huh? Yeah. He said he was in a scouting meeting, I think, in between the uh, press conference and the Pat thing. And then he was in a, and then he was going to another one afterwards. Yes. <laughs> so I guess that's a lot of scouting meetings. I, I don't hate that. Um, I think the coach is obviously a very important thing, but if it's got to wait three days, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we can we can announce a coach in in July. To be honest, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's. I think the decision on the coach also has to not be too long because we have, I believe, Mitch Love and Ryan Huska expiring, and we have players who are waiting to find out who the coach is. Right. Um, so July, maybe not, but if it's like fucking June 3rd, that's all right, I guess. Um, well, June 3rd is, is like a week and a half away. So yeah. I, I think I feel like that might be quick, but who knows? Um, those contracts run out at the end of June. Yeah. So I mean they've they've got a they've got a couple of weeks for sure to and I know Hus- let's focus in on the let's focus in on the draft and get this right. Yes, that first of all. Yeah. Um let's face it, with coffee starting at five dollars and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 a checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat free international shipping. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. With some great features such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and eight hours of playtime. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today and get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Mitch Love on Wrangler's locker cleanout day. Said mm-hmm. he hadn't had any any discussions with management yet, but that was also before, or maybe it was the day that that it leaked that it was like for sure Conroy, but it was like only a couple days ago. So maybe he just hadn't had those discussions because they didn't know who to have the discussions with yet. Yeah. So that's yeah. Fair. I mean, but, exactly. So I mean, those those. To have those conversations on day one or two, I think, with potential um, applicants, if you will, for the coaching position, I mean, that's that's rushing it. I know we need a coach, but I mean, I would much rather them take their time and get it right. I agree with that. Um, here's some of the criteria that uh, Craig Conroy said he's looking for in a coach. A couple of these things really... Uh, kind of make me happy honestly (laughs) so the one let's start with the one thing that i'm kind of iffy about 
but he said that it doesn't have to be a previous NHL coach. Um, which I mean, I guess that points to love, which is kind of a guy who I wouldn't mind. I'm not sure if it's the right, right choice, but I like it. Yeah. Um, so he said that, what do you think? I, I would have Mitch love in my top five for, for, for what I believe to be somewhat available. I'd like him to be probably an assistant coach. Sure. Um, yeah, him and Huska. Yeah. Um, I feel like because Huska's already an assistant coach, I kind of feel like if he doesn't get mm. a promotion, like he was, I believe, a finalist for the job in Detroit last year, I, I think he's going to be mm. taken. Yeah, that's if, a good point. If he's not. Um, anyways, so another thing he said was, um, we can't always be at, we can't always be at odds. We won't always agree on everything, but we have to at least get along. Meaning the GM and the coach, because obviously he had a first row seat for yeah. tree living in Southern. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that goes without saying. Like, obviously. I mean, you'd think so, but... <laughs> We I mean, when, just when, when something they happen see... for two years. No, I know, but I mean, for him to say that is kind of comical. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you shouldn't Craig. have to say that, <laughs> but he does, and that's fucking yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have to. They don't have to agree on on styles and things like that. But if they can't get along, there's that's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if they can't have a fucking conversation about it, yeah, uh, then there's a problem. Yeah. And the, the last point that he really brought up that I seemed to at least care enough to write down, uh, it's got to be a fun place to be, fun fun place to play. Um, oh, Craig. He's always, he's all about his fun and his jokes and his good times. Mm-hmm. But you're right. But it, I does, mean, it does need, the atmosphere needs to improve. Last year was horrendous. You can see it on almost every player's face. Like all fucking year. Yeah. Or at least after the second or third week of the season. Yeah. Like every player was fucking miserable except for Peltier who then sat in, yeah. in the press box for. Yeah. And became miserable. Weeks. I think the yeah. only person, two people that were loving life was, uh, Tyler was Zadaroff and, uh, and, uh, Steger or, uh, Weger. No, um, uh, Stetcher. Stetcher. Well, <laughs> and uh, to Foley too. Napoli was having fun, obviously, but I mean, he was having yeah. career year and goals. Yeah. So, of course, he's having fun. One thing I forgot to mention that he mentioned also, which is, again is painfully obvious. He said he thinks we're going to have to change up the core a little bit. We can't go into the season with seven unrestricted free agents or pending unrestricted pending. free agents. So, yeah. I feel like we've touched on this topic. Like every single episode all year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hmm. So uh, he said his, you know, one of his first phone calls is going to be Lindholm and see how that goes. He said he's, he wasn't in the exit interviews, but he has been around the team and he knows, he kind of feels like he knows where, where they're all at, but he's still going yeah. to call them all and see what's changed after all of the changes. Um, one thing smart. I found interesting was um, fucking Francis said uh, he's, or was it Francis? I think it was Francis said that uh, he had talked, or no, it was Ryan Leslie said he had talked to at least one player who uh, was waiting to make sure that Craig was going to be named and then he was going to be happy. Really? Did he yeah. name the player? No. See, this is, this is interesting. The, the names that you have for uh, these, these very polarizing media personnel, like Mr. Steinberg and fucking Francis. Right. I feel, I, and Ryan <laughs> Leslie, I feel like out of all of that, Ryan Leslie is the only one that deserves Mr. 
It should have been Mr. Leslie. Is it? Well, I mean, fucking Francis. He he deserves. I mean, that. yeah, I mean, that that just I mean, goes without really saying. Deserve much, but didn't we should just petition to have his name changed? Yeah, sure. That <laughs> wouldn't go go very well on the radio. I don't care. Huh. Well, neither does he. So, <laughs> hey, uh, he's got a face for it at least. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and so uh, three those three piece suits. Yeah. One thing I think it'd be kind of remiss not talking about, even though I really don't want to, is uh, this whole Aginla thing. Everybody's so fucking horny over him coming in. Um, he's not, as of yet. Yeah, he still wants to coach his kid, doesn't he? That's what I gather. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I heard him say, like, I don't know, two or three weeks ago or whatever, when he was at that Wranglers game. He uh, went on the morning show and talked, said basically that. Um, however, I've heard rumors about him doing that, but also being like a long distance consultant for Conroy, something like that. What's I he gonna? Know. What's what's he gonna consult about? I don't fucking know. Um, draft like, my kid. I don't know. Like like. <laughs> Normally, when um, you're hiring a consultant, aren't you hiring somebody that's been in a position? Right that next would know? to you, also. Right. Um, so I don't know what what all that is about. I'm. Uh, Connery said, when asked about it, basically said that it's not happening as of yet. Um, they've talked about it for years that it would be fun to run an organization together, uh, but. You know, he wants sure. to coach his kid and blah, blah, blah. So haven't had it, haven't had time to talk about it since he's actually been named. So we'll see what happens in the future. My prediction is, is that he comes in as some sort of like assistant to the assistant or, uh, or, you know, assistant coach of the Wranglers or something like that next year. I think that'd be funny if Craig gave him his old position, assistant to the assistant. Yeah. You're awesome. you're you're not even my assistant. You got to start here, boy. But <laughs> which is how it should be. It frustrates me seeing so many people being like, "Oh, this guy should be our head coach right now." It's like this half, guy is literally coaching fucking fifteen year olds right now. Let's, right, half let's, the fan base I mean, wants him to be fucking playing right now. Right, like just there's a calm lot of people down. who want us to bring Lucic back too. Yeah, I'm Are one of one? them. Yeah. Are you actually? I mean, I don't know. It depends yeah. on. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing from Conroy, where it doesn't feel, at least right now, doesn't feel like we're going to be hiring or bringing in three or four or five players on on an entry level or not an entry a league minimum deal to play on the fourth line. So kind of excited about that. Um, me too. I mean, I mean it, to me, it's one thing if, if it's like one guy or if it's like a guy who's your 13th forward and then like maybe one guy for the for the fourth line or something like that. But I think we're in a spot now where um, like league-wide kind of where your fourth liners have to have speed and skill. Um. Toughness is all well and good as well, and and physicality is all well and well and good as well. But mm-hmm. um, you got to be able to have some jump, and you and sometimes yeah, you, you, we'd we'd be looking at Lucic and be like, man, he's skating fast. But like Lucic skating fast is like is like me who skates twice every ten years. I mean. I think you're giving yourself a little too much credit. I don't no, think you can I, keep uh, up obviously, with Obviously, but you <laughs> but know what I mean. I do. But there there was a few times last year, especially early on in the season, where it's just like, wow, look at him go. Like He looks energized again. Yeah. I mean, he still wasn't exactly keeping up with, with all of the play, but there was quite a few times where he was he was winning races to the puck, which, which was mind-blowing to me. Yeah, and like – you know, getting that odd adrenaline rush, sure, but like it happened 
for a game or two here and there or or for a shift or two here and there and and then the rest of the season it was and then he got promoted to the second line boom he got promoted to the second line the game after he was a healthy scratch for a few games and then he came back and had one decent game and got put on the second line that's how that works Sutter boy um anyways I'm that's all I really have when it comes to this. You got anything else you want to say or no? We, uh, like I said, I'll call her a relatively short episode today. Holy. Wouldn't you mean the two of us didn't ramble on for an hour and a half? Or did we? We may have. We we never know. We lose track of time. Well, we shut you... we shut the uh, video off and go, oh, damn it, we did it again. Oh. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in for another episode, everybody. Um, make sure you leave a comment below and let us know who you think the next coach should be for the Calgary Flames. Also, let us know what you think about the new hiring with, uh, I guess, new not new hiring, the new promotion given to Craig Conroy as the, the new general manager of the Calgary Flames. Make sure you subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, don't forget to follow us on uh the audio podcast as well on Spotify and Google and Apple, wherever you get your pods from. Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, on this episode. We'll uh, catch up in uh, in a few days and uh, maybe do a, a recap on what's going on in the playoffs and just some other, you know, hockey related news. Hopefully we'll be back with a, with a coach signing in the, in the very near future. Coach signing, maybe a trade or two, maybe, Maybe some fun stuff happening and not too far away. That's right. Cheers. So, uh, till next time, go Flames.